Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of beautiful opening i'm one of your hosts eric with me as always is the magnificent omnipotent matt i like it matt how has this week treated you it's been great beautiful i mean it has been pretty great other than living the gimmick of working third shift and waking up at eight o'clock and going to bed at noon that still sucks but what can you do other than that, been playing a lot of Bullet Storm, beat the campaign, beat it again on overkill mode as Duke Nukem, so we'll talk more about that later in the episode, obviously. Aside from that, been squeezing in a little bit of Persona time here and there, still just, I, I want to quit my job and have no obligations and just sit in my mom's basement playing Persona for the whole rest of my life, but I can't do that, so. Well, you can. You really can. I mean, I can, but... I would end up having to like shoot myself because. Well, that's see, this is a win-win scenario for me. I'm liking this. <laughs> well, yeah, it is for you because I would play Persona, I would beat Persona, I would beat it like with all max everything, which you will never see or touch. You probably oh. won't even beat it because you'll get so heartbroken. We'll talk more about that when you do your recap. So you know, we'll, how about that? Okay. Oh man. So you'd get all the Persona info, and then I'd be dead. So you would be happy. Yes. But, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Not a whole lot going on. What about you, dude? Not too much. Been a pretty nice casual week, uh, getting ramped up for this weekend. Daughter's doing her recital, so we get to go watch her dance on stage. It's going to be beautiful and marvelous. We shall record it and clap and flowers and dinners. and shall be glorious. She's also gotten a soccer now, so... As a good dad, I've been out there going, who's ours? Kick the ball, kick the ball. <laughs> you sure kicked it. Yay. You kicked it real good, and you didn't trip. This is fantastic. <laughs> so we did that. She's loving it. Like you said, played through Bulletstorm once, got to the end, beat it as Duke Nukem, played through it almost the whole way through on overkill and regular mode, and uh, unfortunately, because I have a little bit less time than you, I didn't quite get to the end, but I'm... Mm. You know, whatever. I'm right there. I'll have it a beat again probably tomorrow or the night after for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty nice, easy week. Nothing too big, nothing too small, man. Nothing mm-hmm. that can't be handled. I see how you are not saying that you're still the Rat King in Persona no, 5. No, I don't want to talk about Persona 5. Oh, no, we're going to talk. Hey, we're gonna, we got to fill it. the episode somehow, man. It's time yeah, to talk fine. about how Eric yes. sucks at RPGs and I'm so, great. <laughs> a running... A running thing somehow in my life is anytime I play a game that allows like for a huge variance in options and what you can do and can't uh-huh. do, etc. I end up living in a sewer, being a king of rats, or some scenario that's very similar. Uh-huh. Uh, for Skyrim, I ended up turning into a werewolf and getting lost in a cave that I could never get out of again. In Fallout, I ended up a rat king. Uh-huh. I ended up ruling this whole sewer system and never coming out of it again. Well, while, while the contrast was in Fallout, I had my own house. I had my robot butler. I was just the king. Everyone loved me. And then Eric's like, I can't even kill roaches. I'm just in the sewers eating rats well, all day. I got kicked out of the town. They threw me out. They were chasing me. I ran into a sewer under this bridge to hide, and I got lost. 
And then I could never get out because roaches and rats were killing me over and over again. So I'm finding in Persona 5 that a similar case is coming down. Mm -hmm. Every time people are like, ah, this thing's, oh, you needed kindness up. Oh, I don't have enough kindness. Oh, option gone. Hey, here's a big quiz. You need a bunch of knowledge. I didn't get the, well, how'd you get the knowledge? Oh, nope, you failed the test. Knowledge is gone. (laughs) And then no one wants to talk to me. No one wants to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Nobody just yell at me to go in palaces over and over again, and and all they do for me, I have so many stats, not all the way up, but you know I'm making real good progress on all my stats. The last three days of Persona, the three days in game of Persona that I've been playing, people are calling me in the middle of the night to plan stuff to do the next day, hanging out the full day, more stats, more friendship. Everyone loves me. I'm the freaking king. Oh, it's just. It it makes me happy. See, I, I don't get many over on you. You got the house and the wife and the kids and the big successful life. Woo hoo hoo! But in fake life, I'm the man and you suck. Well, Mishima loves me at least. <laughs> <laughs> I think he loves me no matter what I do. I was yeah, I was gonna say it's. Uh, <laughs> I got that pity love. <laughs> As long as you as long as you look at look at him and don't punch him, I think he will love you. Well, I, you know, beggars can't be choosers, man. I'll take what I can get. I guess that's true. I got to cling to something if I'm going to keep playing. So, <laughs> no. In all seriousness, that game's awesome. But that's oh, yeah. for IG2G. So, if you want to hear more about that, check out them episodes because we talk all about it. Speaking of talking all about it, we did we got a total Persona Five love in on IG2G4 on Tuesday this week. Went way over our prescribed Ijituji time limit. But anyone who's not sold on that game, let us sell you on that game. Joe Zos, he tweeted about it again today. I was like, didn't you listen to Ijituji, man? I specifically referenced why you should get it. So I'm specifically referencing again. You should get it, listen to it, and get it, and have fun. That's right. Mm-hmm. I concur. Contrary to what I say, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then coming up... Next week, we don't have anything planned for Tuesday unless anybody shoots us some uh, some magical art that we would that would force us into a talented Tuesday art competition. Other than that, though, uh, all free. It's going to be a nice, cool, calm weekend, and I need it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this. I will need the week to be cool and calm because this weekend is a busy, busy, busy weekend. Yeah. That's why. But mm-hmm. if someone does challenge us, well, you know it's on like Donkey Kong. That's right. So I won't back down. I never back down. And then this week we also got some shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. Hit up the Twitter, hit up the show notes, hit up all the other places where you find those. Go grab yourself some free loot. There you go. What do you want from me? Free loot. Jeez. Yeah, speaking of which, I've been watching some streams lately with uh, Borderlands 2 rocking and rolling and whatnot. And mm-hmm. God, I'm getting that itch. I'm getting that itch, Matt. Yeah. We're going to have to hop back in soon. I feel it. I, I can agree. feel it coming back again. Not more than three yeah. seconds, dude. Not more than three I seconds. That's Gotta... why I stopped. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And then, speaking of new cool things, mm-hmm. Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Oh, yeah. Three new figures coming. Four, Four new <laughs> figures coming. <laughs> yes. There we go. Four new figures coming. Oh, I was going to say boys and girls. See, you guys got me checking myself now. I can't say my favorite thing in the world. See, I, I thought for sure the intro was going to be well, well, well today, too. I, I thought about it. <laughs> I saw it because you went, you like wrote up on the mic and you went, mm, take yeah. it back and then sing. Yeah, that's right. I have rethought. <laughs> Improvisation. 
So yes, four brand new Funko Pop figures. We've got Claptrap in his what form? Emperor form, I believe it was. So you got old Claptrap in his Napoleon, you know, looking self, looking really, really good. You've got Lilith, who looks, guess what, like Lilith. She's pretty cool. (laughs) I'd say she's my least favorite of those particular four. But, I mean, they they did a good job with her... uh... With her body costume, though, and she got oh, the little, yes. uh, they got the little pistol. So she looks good, yeah, you know, yeah, hands down. But I like the other three the most. Just. They've got more detailed like heads and faces, which I think mm-hmm. is important for Funko Pops. Exactly, and Zero looking really suave. That that mm-hmm. that sword really kills it. Oh, it yeah, really yeah. sells it for me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the best one, the of only course. one that truly matters. <laughs> Tiny Tina. Oh, oh, man. As soon as I saw it, I was like, is that it? Yep, Eric's getting that. Yep. Oh, yeah. She'll be here, and I'm getting my daughter one, too, so Elaine will have one as well. And then you're going to get like 16 more to just line up on top of your computer desk. Just. Yep. So the Tiny Tina can smile down upon you always. Always and forever. So you could take it to work, and Bob can break it, and then you bring another one in. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, Bob, check this out. I got 16 on my desk now. You can't break all these. <laughs> oh, he would find a way. He would find a way. I mean, there is a way. You just do it. But mm-hmm. But then there would have to be consequences, so we don't want that. Yeah, probably not a good idea. No, no. So these four new figures that can be added to your current collection come out in June. When? Who knows? But June. So save up that money. I'm guessing they'll probably be the same price as they always have been, about nine ninety nine or so. I think for licensed ones, sometimes it's up to like twelve ish, but depending on the license. So that that gotcha. like nine to nine to twelve range, I'm sure. Well, I know you. There's a list price right now for all four for thirty nine ninety five. Oh, nice. So I would imagine they'll be that ten range, maybe mm. even a little bit cheaper. You know, if you can find the right deals, right promos. I know well, different yeah, companies, yeah. different you know hot topics. You're you know, those places, they always end up having 10, 20% off if you buy two, blah, 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 mm. some crap. Yep. So be on the lookout for those. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I cannot wait. I'm just hoping, as we've already said, get the store up soon, Gitterbox. Summer's coming. People got money, man. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much all we had going in Gearbox this week, right? Unless you saw anything special. I didn't see anything going on for uh, Homeworld or anything else, really. I know they had. Uh, I think Xbox had a sale on Borderlands Two Handsome Collect or Borderlands Handsome Collection, but I think that's done now. I know they had some kind of contest where you could win a free copy of Bulletstorm, but I think that ended yesterday, so I can't really talk about that. Yeah, that ended. That was uh, that was something to do with Radeon and whatnot going on, mm-hmm. and but that's all over. The winner yeah. has been chosen. But yeah, I don't remember anything else. Uh, obviously, this is the first battle plan list week for us. But I did want to mention that I went on went and checked on the forums just in case there was any kind of news, anything that dropped in there. And I did see a bunch of people doing a, quote fingers, unofficial battle plan where they basically said, hey, guys, what are you doing in Battleborn this week? And, you know, want to team up if you're trying to do certain things. So if you're looking for people to play with this week, make sure you hit up that thread in the Battleborn subforum on the Gearbox forums. A bunch of people looking for looking for buddies, looking for stuff. Checked out the lore subforum as well. No official lore this week. Uh, they're going to be dropping lore every battle plan week. For the time being. Yeah, for the time being. But there was a little post from our buddy Lowlines saying he's looking to put together his lore Bible. So if you're looking for 
more info on that, want to help them out with that, anything like that, go ahead and check that out too. Just figured I'd point out a couple things there on the forums that you guys can interact with. That's right. As always, Lowline's doing God's work over there. So head on over and participate and help out if that kind of thing makes you feel good about yourself. Other than that, we promised you guys some uh, campaign discussion for Bulletstorm this week, so that's the topic of the week. Why don't you uh, kick us off there, Eric? Oh, I like it. Okay, well, to start things off, we'll go with a very general overview. Got through, did the whole campaign. Overall, I would say I had a very, very good time. I enjoyed getting back in there. It was very reminiscent of your you know, old-school first-person shooter like Doom. Mm. Just going in, murdering fools, good music just pumping out, getting you in that killing mode, having a good time. The kills are just as fun as they were back in the day, just mm. as inventive, make you want to experiment and try things out instead of just kill, 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 even though you do find yourself gravitating towards one or two guns. Oh, yeah. You always want to peek at the others, even if they're not your go-tos. I found myself time and time again going, I never touched the penetrator. Let me pull it out and just try it for a few seconds. And even though it's not my jam, Mm -hmm. I kept, let me just try one more time. Let me just try one more more kill. Maybe this will make it work all right. Mm -hmm. And then I go, okay, no, it's not as good as this. Not as good as the screamer. Going back to the screamer. Pew, 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 pew. So overall, I had a blast. I enjoyed it. As I said, I'm almost done my second playthrough, uh, playing through hard mode on overkill, and I've got three of the guns uh, to their infinite mode, and like I told you, I'm probably going to get another one or two up there, and that'll be about it because, like I said, the bouncer and the penetrator, I just don't know how people find those fun or uh, useful (laughs) because I suck really bad with those two particular weapons. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you guys could just stay down here in the non-use section. Mm. What'd you think overall? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I had a, I had a really good time with it. I know the last time we discussed it, I was like, oh, I played it one night and I just couldn't get back into it. But like we said, that was when you still just had the assault rifle and just playing through on regular normal mode. It's kind of, I wouldn't say stressful, but it's less fun when you have to be stopping and buying ammo or buying charges for every one of your guns. But once that opens up, like you said, I gravitated towards a few guns myself had a blast with those, so every time a drop kit came up, all right, let me get my charges back up for the shotgun, for the screamer, for the flail gun, and then I'll just keep rocking and rolling. Just a ton of fun. I liked the uh, the old-school vibe of it, kind of like, you know, Serious Sam kind of, where you'd walk in a room and hear just come, like, a wave of enemies. You got, like, the suicide vest kind of guys. You got the melee dudes, the shotgun dudes, and then the people who are behind cover, so you got to vary up your tactics here and there. Yeah, once once the weapon selection opened up, it really kind of drew me in. And then especially going through on overkill mode when you do have certain weapons with infinite ammo once you've unlocked all the skill shots, it just made it so much more fun. You can just run around, not worry about anything. Just, ah, I got infinite charges for this gun. So, yeah, but totally had a blast with it. So on the weapons note, we'll go ahead and dive a little bit into those particular weapons. I'll go with my two favorites. And then my runner-up, and then my, of course, least favorites, which I already happened to say, but I'll say them again. Yeah. So, weapons overall in this game, awesome. I yes. love the variation on them. I love the different kills, all the different kills you can get with them, mm-hmm. using their charge abilities and their regular abilities, of course, and then environment with them involved. It's, it's just awesome. 
Mm-hmm. It makes, like I said, it makes you think. It makes you be creative. It makes you want to look around and go, oh, I see a post sitting here. Maybe I can take them, penetrate them through here, pop on that, and get like a cool double penetration, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That'd be awesome. So the Screamer is by far my favorite weapon. It shoots close range. It shoots far away. It can go ahead and you can pop on that charge and then uh, send the flare out. Mm-hmm. And that thing just causes destruction everywhere. I love it. That was my favorite too. As soon as I as soon as I unlocked the charge for it and I saw that you shoot it in and you send the dude flying like a firework and then he explodes in fire everywhere and fire too. Fire all over. I was oh. just like, yes. And then they're dancing around like idiots down there. It's oh, mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> so that's my favorite weapon for all of its different variations. Mm-hmm. My second favorite is the shotgun. Yeah. That thing is up close and personal. You have to be up close and personal. Yeah. Otherwise, it does nothing. But I love it for that because mm-hmm. that's what I like to do, except for when I cheat and use a sniper rifle, which I did through the normal mode, but that's a disclaimer and we won't talk about that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they offered me a cheat mode i had to take it <laughs> uh-huh. well see i will counter and say that they offered me a cheat mode in the shotgun and i totally used and abused that all the time as soon as i got charges for that all right i'm gonna run up aggro all the enemies back up like four steps so they all just come in a line and then <laughs> whole room's dead <laughs> Moving on to the next yep. one. Oh, is there a drop kit? Give me more charges for the shotgun. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Yes, I, I started to do that in the overkill mode. That's my new. Th- that's my new jam. Mm-hmm. It's just gather, corralling them all up, and oh, look, you're all dead and gone. Burn, 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 burn. Yep. Burn. Watch them points just rack up. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm. It's so beautiful. And then the runner-up as I kind of said already, was the sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Because I found in my normal playthrough that you can just sit back with that bad boy, go to the very edge of the map, and just pick everybody off one by one, never getting hit, never getting threatened, <laughs> and you just win. And whenever the bosses come out, you just shoot them in the head twice, helmets come off, shoot them in the head a third time, the ex- heads explode, mm-hmm. and you just keep going. And I played Terrible. the whole game through... <laughs> I did like the whole game just in the corner. Pew 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 <laughs> just back and forth. Having a blast. That's, laughing that's the whole time. There's this game you can do that cool slide and kick and all this cool stuff. Yeah, but I can also just like walk back into the other room and just pew bleep pew <laughs> bleep. But I, I had an everlasting satisfaction mm-hmm. of that stupid animation where they just try to run. They're always like a little rat. Uh-huh. And then I got so good with it, obviously, that it was like, okay, moron, pop, head pop, head pop, mm. head pop. Just head pops. That's all I did. The whole game. <laughs> oh. And it's still, and then in, even in the overkill mode, obviously, I've been just going to town with all sorts of weapons. It's still very handy, mm-hmm. especially when you're fighting other snipers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, that's what it's there for. Because every time you see a sniper, it goes, whoosh, hey, there's a sniper rifle on the floor, guy. I and Funny thing, you say that, because I tried one time. I was like, I'm not using the damn sniper rifle. I don't want to fall back into the sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to get through this, and I'm on hard mode, obviously, like I told oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you have to use the sniper rifle. You know, Either that or you just super slow and 
stupidly sit there with your assault rifle or a screamer or something or get inventive with the flail gun, which is what I ended up doing for a while, and then wrapping it around the corners so mm-hmm. it would cut their heads off. Yep. You know, I was doing that quite a bit, but I was like, okay. At the end of the day, especially in that second scene where they're way across the water, the bay there, mm-hmm. you you don't have a choice. You have to get the sniper rifle out because if you just try to come out and get all the way up there, mm-hmm. they're raining rounds down on you, and you can only take two hits consecutively, and you're dead. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like the sniper rifle much myself, so I was that guy, and there's, there's a bit in the end where there are snipers on, like, three sides of you. They come in different waves and there's a drop kit sitting on the floor with a sniper rifle with it and i was like no i'm not going to waste all these sniper rounds have to buy more and then have to do it again then have to buy more then have to do it again so i was that guy sitting there with my assault rifle picking out the one little pixel of the dude's head and pop got him pop got him oh hey there's explosives on this one got him i was that guy for that one point you did it yeah, I did it with the first one, but I gave up for that second one. I said, ah, to hell with it. I got the sniper <laughs> rifle out. I went to town, got it done, handled my business. And then I threw it back down and mm. went back to, you know, being creative, using the weapons, you know, the way they intend you to use them. Mm. You know, I just did that first playthrough. Like you said, you know, you're limited ammo and uh, you don't have yeah. all the charges you could absolutely want until a little bit later in the game. Then you do got a lot of cash on you and you're able to mm. kind of splurge. But especially for the first half, maybe even a little bit more. You know, you're like, oh, I don't want to use this charge. What if I come across some big boss or something I really need it on? Mm. And you're not just going to town. Or, or you or you queue up a charge like I did with the flail gun a lot oh. of times. But I would queue up a charge and shoot it out, and it wouldn't go exactly where I wanted it to go, or everyone wasn't lined up just right. And so I spent the charge and decapitated one enemy, and then it was gone. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a total waste. Now I don't even want to buy another charge when I get to the next drop kit because I'm just going to waste it anyway. Ugh, F it. But yeah, once you get later in the game and you're flush with cash or on overkill mode when it's either infinite or you just have so much cash it doesn't even matter, then it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to just be more creative with your charge shots and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. True that. So you got my three favorites, the Screamer, the Shoddy, and then, of course, the Runner-Up being the Sniper Rifle. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I agree with Screamer and Shoddy just because they're super fun and the charges give you nice, easy one-hit kills, basically. And then for me, the the runner-up would be the flail gun. Now, I did have some issues hitting other things than what I meant to hit, and sometimes it's kind of fiddly, like... You can wrap somebody up in the flail, kick them to do homie missile. But if you're facing a bunch of runners, then usually I would find I'd wrap up the first one, kick them, and then by that time the other runners were in my face, so I couldn't do homie missile as well. But just the the usefulness of it as far as, I mean, the charge shot, you can take out a whole wave. And then on bosses, I found you can totally stun lock them with the regular chain because they'd come out with their minigun or their bouncer or whatever. You'd shoot them, they'd go, wrapped up explode it they go oh do the explosion animation then even if you have to reload by the time they're back into doing an attack animation you can just wrap them again explode them wrap explode wrap explode you can basically just stun lock them with it so it's fun to use even just on the normal enemies and even just you know laying basically laying mines down on the floor or on the or on the the environment but then the ability to just stun lock every boss you can't beat it, so it's it's my runner-up. So how about your worst weapon, Eric? What, what weapon did you find yourself just not really hooked into? As I already said, the two least favorite weapons were the Bouncer and the Penetrator. 
I got the bouncer and I was super excited because I remember Joe on the stream was digging it. Mm-hmm. And I found that I couldn't hit anything with it. I'm over here bouncing <laughs> this thing around, prematurely exploding or going past the enemy mm-hmm. or it bouncing off something I didn't foresee. And then it bounces like 20 feet in the air and goes way off in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's completely useless. Meanwhile, they're still all running at me. And now I'm in a bad situation. So I was like, okay, not having it, not dealing with it. Maybe I'll come back to it, you know, some other day. And then the penetrator has this small little reticle, you know. Yeah. And if you miss, well, that sucks to be you because now it's useless and now you're reloading. Now you're wasting time. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to do it again. And the same thing thing happens if you're getting swarmed by a bunch of runners and then you got a boss down there wailing up on you with his minigun or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just didn't enjoy it as much. I wanted to enjoy that one because it just, it feels so good when you penetrate someone. Eh, eh. (laughs) Special guest star, Player X on the show. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, those are t- the two guns that I didn't like, you know, all that much. Although I can see why some people probably do love them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that leaves the assault rifle. And that's where it should be. The assault rifle is your go-to just, eh, it's my gun. I kill things with this gun. Just your mid-range gun. That's yeah. right. So what about you? 100% agree on the two that I just didn't click with. I mean, I did use the bouncer for a while just... But I basically used it as another shotgun, more or less. Like, I wasn't, I don't think I ever tried bouncing the ball around. I would just, oh, there's an enemy in my face. Bouncer, and you get the direct hit skill shot out of it. That's like all I used it for. And once I unlocked the charge, I'm like, all right, shoot it out. And then it's got the bouncy ball. And I didn't realize for a while that you could run up and kick the ball and leash the ball. But once I tried to do that, it didn't work the way I wanted it to. As with so many of the other explosives that you can kick or leash, it would fly off in some different way. Or I'd kick it, it would hit a chest-high wall and just fly away. And so I didn't end up using that. Agree with the penetrator. The reticle on that is so small if you're just trying to, you know, take out one enemy in the basic, you know, just the basic shot. I would always miss them by just like like an inch, and it would just fly forever away, and then I'd be reloading. I did use the charge a couple times, though. And when I hit it, that was awesome because you would hit them and then it'd be like, all right, steer the enemy whichever way you want. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And I would never end up hitting anybody, but it was cool those times that I got somebody and I was like, I'm going to take out everyone. And then I would I would screw it up because I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. But it was still but, fun. I get Oh, you. yeah, still totally fun. And I got the one skill shot on the boss where you hit him with the penetrator and then run up and kick the drill bit as he's trying to pull it I out. I saw that one. I was going to do that. Yes. It was pretty good. That was one of the gorier ones, too. So it's like, oh, man, that was that was pretty satisfying. I like that one. Dang it. I got to get it back on there and do that one tonight. Mm. And then That's a must. I, I agree with the assault rifle being kind of just that mid-range average one. I liked it a lot more in in overkill mode when you have infinite charges for it. Oh, that it makes just, it way better. Because I, I would just charge up every time. I would never use its base function ever again. Charge up, slide in, poof, instant kill. Charge up, slide in, boom, instant kill. Just just blew through overkill mode like just like that mm-hmm. i concur so speaking on this topic what was your favorite skill shot and this can be either just your favorite one to do or actual funniest favorite you know one you got throughout the entire campaign whatever 
Float your boat. Or both. I don't care, man. I think my favorite one was one that I managed to hit. Like the one really good time I got to use the penetrator. I think it was called like, uh, maybe it was called Mile High Club or something like that. Because it was, uh, I think it was in that waterworks area where there's the three enemies shooting down at you from, you know, just up the stairs. Mm -hmm. I managed to hit one with the penetrator and it, you know, it's, it's, it knocks them back kind of like the, uh, the screamer's charge shot does and he went spinning and flying in this big crazy loop and he flew way the way the f back up to the very top of the stage and got pinned against the very like this, this big sign that was up there and it was like bing mile high club and i was like that was awesome i, I could never pull it off again ever except for when i died and it came back and did it again but it was it was it was just nice to watch him just fly and just spiraling just you know flailing and then funk mile high club or whatever That's it was nice. called. I think it was Mile High Club. If I've gotten that one, I'm not aware of it because I do not recall seeing that one. So probably not. But then I think the, I don't know if I'd say funniest, was uh, I got when you get fire in the hole on one of the bosses where you knock them down so they're, they're staggered over and you can either pull their helmet off or run up behind them and kick them in the butt and their little armor butt flap pops up and you shoot them in the butt. That was fun. I like mm-hmm. that one. Yep, they got the rear entry, fire in the hole. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say the one I my go to, the one I did the most of, I would say, would be gag reflex. Yeah. That one I love doing it. It was satisfying. And for some reason I'm very good at hitting him in the neck. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, but I do it a lot. I mean, so this became just natural order of the world was gag reflex. Everyone's just choking on blood everywhere. Now, see, here, here's my question to that. Did you get a lot of headshots? Because I found every time I went for a headshot, I would get gag reflex. No, that's, yeah, that's what I was doing, was going oh, for yeah. headshots, getting gag yeah. reflexes instead. So it just became <laughs> this weird thing where I just naturally mm. was doing it for the rest of the game where yeah. I don't I just found that magic sweet spot where I thought it would be a headshot, but it always ended up being gag mm. reflex. And since it did the same damn thing anyway, yeah, equal true. to death, but it was even better in a headshot because you get to watch him stand there blood spewing everywhere for like you know 30 seconds mm-hmm. whatever sounds great to me yep now the funniest one and the one i enjoyed the most was on the burnouts when you'd get them in the ass when they had a big old yellow patch mm-hmm. on the ass and yeah. it was like explosion yep. i was like yes so i naturally would hunt all the ones down with the bulbers <laughs> on the ass and shoot them in the ass <laughs> because it made me feel good nice so we really love Shooting people in the ass is basically what what this what this segment has taught us. <laughs> I like to kick a dude's butt flap open and, and shoot, him. shoot him in the butt. And get a I like to find a dude hole. with a big bulbous ass and shoot him in the ass and make him explode. <laughs> blow his ass up. I like to blow his ass up. Makes me feel good about myself. Terrible, terrible. Mm. Well, I think that's good on the weapons, man. What'd you think of the world? Oh, I enjoyed it. I really like the whole like destroyed beauty thing. Like when you could look around the the sky boxes or the you know the scenery boxes when you were kind of in a town. I liked the the whole look of it, the whole way it, the way things crumbled as you went through them. I think my only issue with the world, it's I mean I like the story of the world too, like how things happened, how things came to be this bad. I think my only issue with it is that sometimes it felt like you could go. There'd be this big open space, but it has this little narrow entry point and this little narrow exit point. And sometimes the ways to get to the next like combat arena didn't feel smooth. 
there were a lot of parts where you'd go in and you'd have to like crawl through a little vent and then people would talk and it's like, well, this doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm moving and grooving. Or there'd be a lot of points where you'd clamber over a wall, you'd mantle over a little chest high wall, but my two comrades would do it. And then I'd run up and the button prompt wouldn't work right. So I'd slide into it and then it would be like, so that was my only issue with like the, the world or the controls Mm -hmm. or the, the way things were paced out. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat. I would say they did an amazing job of remastering that game. Mm-hmm. There was there's points in there where it literally looks like any PS4 game you'd play right now. You know, there was there was obviously patches and stuff here and there if you're looking closely, all you know, that, you know, it's dated, but yeah. for what they did with that game, I was very impressed. And especially in um uh, it was the the acts where you're getting up to the water turbines. Mhm. And then oh, you can yeah, go yeah. out into those overlooks and stuff, and you can see yeah. the, just the gorgeous bay and everything around it. You know, yep. that looked fantastic. And then, like you said, it kind of gave it, this is a beautiful world, even though it's dead and destroyed. Mm-hmm. You know? Even and though it's it, been Mad Maxed, basically. It lends credence to the, the story, where they're saying, you know, they're going to get rid of all the baddies and then rebuild. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can see that. This world is beautiful. Yeah. You get rid of the problem... You know, there's money in this place. So that part was awesome. But it's funny you said what your issues were since we're just melding controls with the world. Mm-hmm. My only issue was that, that damn climb over. Yeah. It was just not working for me. They have to have a jump if they mm-hmm. go any further in this series, I think. Because that climb over, first off, even when it worked, it was just it just took me out. Mm-hmm. Having to push X to climb over something is, in today's gaming world, that just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. And then secondly, like you said, a lot of times I was having problems with it working. You know, we'd get up to the thing and then just oh, oh slide, slide, stand, walk back, stand, walk back, stand, walk back. Mm-hmm. back or you'd back. have to find like that that like one foot wide swath of this eight foot wide thing that it would let you climb over. There's this whole big wide barricade, but the button prompt only comes up in this one specific area of it. Yeah, that that was the problem. And in that, when that happened, like I said, it just instantly, you're just like, okay, boom, video, I'm in a video game now, What's yeah. what the hell's going on? And then I'd have to get back into the groove after I figured out the climb, and then I'd be rolling mm-hmm. and having a good time again. But for that minute, I'd be frustrated and be like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. So let me just say, that's not a big deal. Right. You no, know, yeah. So I want to say people can fly. You did fantastic. That was it's a really good job you did, but going forward, please, 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 sir, ma'ams, anybody <laughs> get rid of the climb over. <laughs> Another way to fix it would be, you know, as I was going through on overkill, I was running everywhere, just running through everything. Running, sliding, doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So one way you could do, fix it is if you're running, which you have to press X to run anyway, just have you automatically mantle over something you need to press X to do. So you'd just be running at the wall, and it would just go, bloop, just a little hop over. Just again, like Persona, if you're running everywhere and you find a jump, you automatically jump, mm-hmm. or you automatically climb. Just just do it that way. Just make it smooth. Or just do it like all FPSs do it now. You make run L3 and, uh, and, a, and a separate button as jump, X as yeah. jump. Mm. I think that's the only way to play anymore. 
because and I found myself doing that. Speaking of the run, it wasn't that big of a deal to me, so I wasn't going to mention it. But I kept pushing L three. Oh yeah, because that's just run, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't working. And I'm like, what am I? What? No, not not. Come on, dang it! Uh-huh. But that didn't bug me that much. The climb over was the only one that really took me out of anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, after the first hour or so, I, I didn't end up doing the L three thing because it was I was sliding everywhere anyway, so it just kind of got to be the the X is your boost button basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, world was pretty freaking sweet. I was impressed with the different locales. You know, they gave you a nice variety of places to go and visit. I found oh, yeah. uh, I found the little mini world with the big uh, Megatron thing in oh, there. Oh, that, that was, was amazing. Such, that was so much fun. That was I, my favorite part. Yeah, I of, had a blast. pretty much the whole game, yeah. I had a blast doing that. I got frustrated one time at the end. One of the helicopters got into a position where I'm sitting there, I'm targeting him, and I'm just raining death on this thing, and it's not dying. Mm. And meanwhile, he keeps jacking me up. And then I was like, take cover, take cover. And so I was like, finally, okay, whatever. So I came all the way out, and then it worked. So it was just clipping on a corner or something. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, oh, I'm just laughing the whole way through that thing. Just all these guys coming on the bridge, and then you just rip that sucker apart. Oh, that was mm-hmm. the best. What a good time. Yeah. Plus the whole scenario where you got your little dino buddy, and you could just walk him around just destroying everything, blowing up, just blowing up the balconies and the bridge, like you said. Mm-hmm. That was just, ah. Oh. And then and then he goes away and I was like, oh, I I just want to have Dino Buddy with me through the whole. For the, game. Oh, I was hoping he'd come back at some point. That would have been sweet. Mm-hmm. So we won't go into too deep. We won't kill the story or nothing. But we'll say I'll say this: the boss fights were a lot of fun. Uh, the you know later on in the game, you know the helicopter was fun. Mm-hmm. Early on, obviously the wheels, you know all that stuff. Good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the big the big set pieces and the mm-hmm. boss battles. Yeah, lots of fun. So I think the the worlds were set up pretty nice. A couple minor annoyances once in a while. Mm-hmm. Boss fights were good. What would you think of story overall, including the end? Mm-hmm. So spoiler Spoilers, alert. if you don't want to know the ending, mm-hmm. go away for a little bit. If you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and jump to one hour and five minutes. Yep, you heard me right. First, before I even get into the story, I got to praise the voice actors for Grayson and for uh, Trishka, uh, Steve Bloom and Jennifer Hale, two of my favorites throughout the industry. So I think if they weren't there, I wouldn't have enjoyed the story as much because I had some issues with the dialogue, which we'll get into later. But I really enjoyed the story overall, except my only issue with it was that uh, Grayson f-ing sucks. He doesn't do anything he tries to do. Like, I'm going to go kill the guy. You don't kill the guy. I'm going to save my friend. You don't save your friend. I'm going to go rescue the girl. You don't rescue the girl. She rescues you. Like, you're terrible at everything. Mm. But the story itself, I enjoyed just because, like I said before, it filled in the world and why the world is the way it is, the way, the way you could see it as you're going along. The bits with General Serrano, when you finally team up with him, those are my favorite in the entire game. But, yeah, I enjoyed the story. I didn't have any issues with it. Cool, because I'm in the same boat, man. I enjoyed the hell out of that story. It mm. was just a lot of fun. It's nothing special. It's nothing like, oh, my God, it's super unique. But I, I loved right. the whole, you know, hey, this is a broken world. You know, we got this this evil corporation-type entity ruling, doing its thing. Mm. bunch of greedy rich folk, you know, living their lives. All that's, all that's said and done. 
he screws them over. He's got them killing innocent people, and they find out, and then they're like, "I really oh. like that twist where, like, you know, yeah, there are gangs and convicts, but then things start getting mutated, and like, what are these? Oh, they're the actual tourists who were just stuck on the world uh-huh. while it was getting just completely effed over. That was really good. Yep. Oh, while this was all going down, we just let him stay here because you know, screw him. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So he screws over Dead Echo. Hence the whole story goes over. And then you find out that the final Echo team's involved and dragged into this by Trishka because, of course, they killed her dad mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then you find out Serrano was in charge of getting this place nuked and redone and then botched mm-hmm. that whole job and is back trying to do it again. And it was just really cleverly put together. Mm-hmm. And to defend Grayson a little bit, I'll say... You can't defend him. Yes, he failed at no. literally everything he but tried see, to do. If except except for trying... He Except for trying to blow up though. the ship. He blew he, up the ship. That was if it wasn't for him, none of it would have happened. See, he's the one who was pushing for the right thing, you know, the whole time. Where everybody else, you know, oh, I'm just going to go do my own thing and screw everybody else. Sir. And then Trish goes, I don't know what's right or wrong. I'll kill everything. Whee! Mm. He was like, no, focus. This is the bad guy. This is the bad thing. Uh, yeah, I but keep they- screwing it up. I was going to say, he got him to focus, but nobody got anything done. Let's stop him. Well, we didn't stop him. Let's kill him. Well, we didn't kill him. Well, they thought Let's get Ishii off. Him. Yeah, he didn't get Ishii hey, off Hey, they either. thought they killed him. Spoiler alert, which we're still in anyway. Which I thought that was really f***ing stupid. He's like, oh, yeah, he's dead. I'm like, he has one piece of metal sticking out through like his, his shoulder slash chest plate. Like, he's not dead. Look at that f***ing guy. I have seen enough movies and comic <laughs> books know. and everything and video games to know he's going to come back in his final form and then, oh, gosh, surprise. When he gets posted on the wall there and stuck on the spike, I'm like, oh, here it is. Grayson's going to come up. They're going to have some last dialogue. He's going to shoot him. But he's just like, yep, he's dead. I'm going to turn and walk away now. Yeah. Idiot. Well, but that was the setup, of course, for the next part, which was, you said you killed him, stupid. Mm. <laughs> you're like, and then you're, but that was the beauty of it because you're like, you're in agreement with her. You're like, no, yeah. he is a f***ing idiot. Yeah, no, he yeah. did not kill him. He put a f***ing spike through his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That didn't kill him. That doesn't it kill just, you. It was just horrible. <laughs> it was terrible. And then, of course, sure enough, there he is. <laughs> and especially playing through it as Duke. I'm like, Duke wouldn't just leave him there. That Duke was my problem. That was my problem because I played it first with Duke, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, I've told you, I played the game a long time ago and beat it, but, man, I forgot so much. Uh-huh. I played it with Duke and that happened and I went, no, Duke Nukem would have, no, he would have put an RPG <laughs> up to his chest and he would have sent him out the back end of that ship. Oh, yeah. Not, it wouldn't even have been a question. Mm. Nope. I was like, can't can't believe it. So speaking of Duke, what'd you like about the, what'd you feel about the Duke story, the way they, you know, reworked his dialogue? I know you haven't beaten it through his Grayson again all the way yet, but so far, what do you think? I love it. I was a little shocked to see that a lot of the lines were actually Grayson lines. Because um, I know they said they would redid a lot of the script for Duke Nukem specifically. And mm. there are, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of lines that are Duke Nukem specific and unique. Yeah. But I will say, you know, I was like, oh, kind of. I wish every line was just Duke Nukem special. Mm-hmm. Because everything Duke Nukem says that is Duke Nukem's, it's just freaking bonkers, ridiculous, and funny. Oh, yeah. And just added so much fun to it. Just I'm like, what is he? Oh my god, this is ridiculous! Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I, I think for me, I I really enjoyed Duke's story. Like you said, I was surprised that like 
85 to 90 percent of like the really crazy zany lines were just grayson's anyway but all the duke specific lines were great i love the way that they would put in duke's lines and then it would be like this awkward pause or you'd see his mouth still going (laughs) because grayson said way more Uh because like when you meet trishka she's like hey who the hell are you guys he's like duke fucking nukem remember it for later baby and then there's like a beat and then like another one and then another one and she's like Fuck you! I'm gonna kill your dicks. Yeah. Right, bye. Arr. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What? Uh, and there were there were a lot of points later. I mean, especially at the ending, where Duke would say something, and then his mouth would just keep moving for like five seconds. And I'm like, Grayson said way more than that. I remember this. Mm-hmm. One other thing that I found was weird and interesting was at the very end. I had I always have subtitles on in my games just so I don't miss anything. And at the end, when you're in the escape pod with Trishka, he has two specific lines that he says that are different from his subtitles. And his subtitles are different from what Grayson says, too. Mm-hmm. Like he's saying, you know, oh, boy, well, we sure did it, or whatever it is he says. And underneath it says, boy, I sure feel bad for the guy whose life I stole. Yeah. Yeah, was like, that, that was that would have been that would have awesome. been even better. Yeah, that mm. and I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you brought that up because I was I forgot about that. But when that happened, I went, "Why didn't you just say what the subtitle said?" Because that's awesome. Yeah, that just keeps playing to what you know we were what's make what made it so damn funny with him the whole mm. way through. What are you? I'm not crazy. Love the bit after Ishi after Ishi quote fingers dies. And he's like, she's like, I'm sorry about your buddy. He's like, yeah, you both suck at at remembering my name, but he was a good dude. I'm going to start wearing a name tag. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, oh, goodness. And speaking of fun things, the two favorite lines from Duke Nukem, and they happen to be things that Grace says as well, mm-hmm. was when she goes, I'll kill your dicks. And then, what the f*** does that even mean? <laughs> is, just... is that a come on? Yeah, I don't understand. A... Oh, my God. That was the best. That was hilarious. And then, of course, when Ishii sticks his hand and the control for the second time. He's like, mm-hmm. look like a damn fool. Oh, man. I was uh, just on the floor laughing. That was good mm. stuff right there. I already told you the Duke fucking Duke him. Remember it for later. That's probably my favorite line. But my second favorite was when you were in the flashback with Duke, and they find out that Serrano screwed him over. He's like, hey, I'm not even supposed to be in this flashback, and you've got him killing innocents? That's fucked up. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Just, like every time, and then later he brings it up again when he's telling Trishka about her father. He's like, "Yeah, there was some flashback, and I was in there for yeah, some reason." Yeah, that was great. And that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I saw that thing. <laughs> that was fucked up. Plus, but just every time he would like, "Hey, I'm not even supposed to be here." Like four different times throughout, or mm-hmm. this reminds me of L.A. Just all all the different, just Duke specific throwing back to. Old school Duke stuff. Even even at the beginning, I, I'm just I'm oh, remembering all these beginning. fun lines. Yes. E- even at the beginning, where he's he's drunk and he sees the Ulysses, he's like, "I'm not going to let these alien bastards shoot up my ride." Mm-hmm. Harkening back to the very start of Duke 3D, that was so good. Oh, that was the best. And just of course him following through with that, you know, I'm not gray. You keep uh, calling me gray. I swear to God. <laughs> he meets gray, up with Serrano. Grayson Hunt, you piece of shit. It's Duke, dickbag. Yep. Just, <laughs> it's like, yes. Oh, they did a good, they did a clever job with that. I didn't expect it, and I think that's what made it the best was, yeah. you know, I thought they would just substitute lines in or just 
you know, just finagle it. And instead, they just mm-hmm. played on it, and I was like, oh, that's good. Good stuff. I, I will say, though, two weird things about the Duke stuff is, one, Duke looks very strange in 3D. Yes, he like, does. He is a giant, like, balloon man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, B, it's really weird to hear Duke saying more than one sentence at a time. Like, there are a couple times when he has, like, three sentences in a row, and I'm like, that's Duke sounds weird speaking like a human being. I'm used to him being like one-liner Jones, just, aha, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. That was another callback. Oh, yeah. He kept that saying was the, he was out yeah, of gum, like, out everywhere. Of gum all the like, time. Hey, Trishka, nice to meet you. I'm all out of bubblegum. Yep. <laughs> well, yes. Because, of course, you know, that makes it even funnier because she wouldn't understand it all. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and it makes sense why she just, like, cuts to something yeah. else with her original dialogue mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck is he I saying don't even know how to respond let's to go this. do the thing yep. uh-huh. <laughs> move on oh yeah so as you guys can see with us gushing over here the dialogue whilst you know weird sometimes overall yeah. was a fun fun experience mm-hmm. um i know i know you had a little bit of issue in the dialogue department with just you know how out of you know left field some comments were Myself, I find it awesome just because I love zany crap that makes no sense. And, and sometimes the dialogue went into such a weird spot. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about, but it's hilarious. Mm. Now, one thing I thought of as I was driving home after we had that discussion yesterday was Bulletstorm is kind of obviously a send-up of like those macho guy shooters. Like, I mean, it is sort of a parody in itself because it goes so far. Like, I mean, Grayson looks like a Gears of War dude, and he talks like... You know, Cliffy B was... Part of the whole program, so no, yeah, yeah. Of course, I you're going to get a Gears of War sort of feel because that's when it was all being done and made. But it was kind of like the dialogue goes so far, and it kind of becomes a parody of those things. But then it goes around the curve even more and becomes so ridiculous that it's like it is itself ridiculous. I don't know. I there were a lot of lines that did make me laugh because it was just something crazy and zany and out of nowhere. But then there were a lot of times when it was just like, no human being talks like this. This is not how it goes. Although I will say, to counteract that, like I said before, as soon as General Serrano oh, shows up yes. and you're running around with him and he's just he's just pulling out crazy shit and just saying it, like that actor must have had so much damn fun. I was thinking about that, just you know, beating it again with Duke last night when he's like, oh, you guys are great A stupid bull. You know, and he's just cackling, and the the animation of the character is like I can totally picture the guy in the booth doing this exact thing, and then mm. going, "Yep, that's we're putting that on the character." And you could just tell he was having so much fun with it. He did such a good job. I wonder if he was in the military because, well, yeah, I, I definitely in got real that. life that is what some of your gunnery sergeants sound like and act like, mm. and you think it's a persona, but for some of them out there. They've been warped and melded for so many years. They've become that thing. And I had a gunnery sergeant that was that that that, that was Serrano to mm-hmm. a T. I've, I've I've mimicked him before. Hey, he f-ing hung himself, and then I went to the goddamn Piggly Wiggly and bought some f-ing smokes. I had a gunnery sergeant who had a big formation. You know, that's the kind of stuff he would say. Mm-hmm. It was it's real. There are people like Serrano, and then that's why I loved it so much because he came in there and he was just from the mo- word go, just boom, 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 hitting it all, just going to town. I was like, yes. Yeah, I totally had that impression too. I was like, this dude is he's he's in it, and I, he could have totally been doing that before he became a voice actor and just like Arlie Ermy, you know. He, I mean, he was 
gunnery sergeant. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's so good in all those roles that he does. Exactly. So, and if he wasn't, well, more props to him because he just comes off as a badass. And it was true, true. It's fantastic. So, we've talked about the world, the dialogue, talked about the weapons. I think the only thing we got is, you know, the ending, man. What do you think? Do you think, do you think it should get a sequel? And do you think it will get a sequel? Two different questions. I'll say maybe to both. I'll be cautiously optimistic about this. Exactly. Well, see, I would like to see a sequel just because I I enjoyed the gameplay. I'd like to see it refined more for... For PS4, yeah. Yeah, for PS4, for this generation of consoles because I think it would be really slick and smooth and fast. Mm -hmm. As far as do I think it should get one, I'm kind of iffy on that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to be too negative about it, but I kind of feel like I would like a sequel, but I don't think it really deserves one. I enjoyed the game, and I had no issues with it. But I'm I'm not really like, man, I really want to see what happens with Ishii and Serrano. I don't know. It's it's weird. I I would like to see a sequel, but I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm making like a shrug emotion. Shrug emotion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So your question was, does it deserve a sequel, and will it get one? Do you think it will get one, and then do you think it deserves a sequel? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of mid range on whether it deserves a sequel for all the reasons I just said. Do I think it will? Like they said, it kind of depends on how the sales of this go. I haven't heard any numbers yet because I'm not really a numbers a sales numbers guy, but I kind of doubt that it will because I haven't seen a lot of like super big hype for the re release here, so I'm not sure. There you go. I don't know. Great answers. Maybe, and I don't know. What do you Good think? Good job. Does it deserve one? I think for sure, yes. Uh, you saw the success of Doom when it came back and was done old school the way Doom originally was. True. And I think Bulletstorm is much the same vein. They came back with this re, you know, the remaster here, and they kept it fast. They kept it creative, just like it was originally. And the reason Bulletstorm failed, I think, the first time was because it was coming up on the tail end of that, that genre, that, that time. True, and so it just didn't get what it deserved because it was oversaturated. There's too many games out that time that were doing the same kind of stuff, even though they were doing nothing that Bulletstorm particularly did with all the cool ass combo kills and fun weapons and whatnot. And the leash, the leash sold the game, but they were still doing like that. I mean, it has that Gears of War look yeah. to it. Here's here's destroyed brown world, and you're a big exactly. Guy you're a big dude, with big hands, run around. So yeah. You know, it fell victim to that whole that whole thing that we've come familiar with in many other games. Mm-hmm. But I think if done right, like you said, with PS4 in mind, recreate yeah. it, fix some of the old bugs, you know, the old things that we grew out of as gamers as we got older, it mm-hmm. could totally work. And the only thing I think you want to change, if the slightest, is the in the dialogue, is just make sure you stay away from, uh, you know... Everyone's real sensitive to racial slurs, the sexist stuff. Yeah, true. That kind of thing. You can still be an asshole. You can still be, you know, rated R, you know, or M17 for sure. Mm. But for me, I don't care. Let me make this clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do all that, and I don't care. It don't bug me because it's fun. It's a video game. You know, it's not real. But Mm. general public, you know, you want to stay away from that. But I totally think they could come back and bring back that m-rated game for you know people who aren't so sensitive and have a blast i i miss that game 
Because yeah. you don't see a lot of them anymore. Everybody's PG-13, you know, making sure they're covering their P's and Q's, etc. I was going to say, you, you get M-rated games with, like, a couple swears here and there, and then it's just... I mean, like, the division. It's not, like, blood and guts. It's not a whole bunch of cursing, but it's an M-rated game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clean. I agree. You you can totally do this, and it would be a nice change of pace, like a kind of dirty, raunchy kind of M-rated game. But I agree that you could make Serrano be just as much of a badass without him calling you... Like you're saying, keep out those racial slurs and stuff just because, you know, people are going to... I guarantee you a lot of people are going to find, you know, that's old language that shouldn't be used anymore, blah, 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 Mm. blah. You know, that's going to happen. It's going to be said. It probably already was said. Yeah. So get away from that, but keep keep it definitely radar Mm. and keep the leash... You know, because that's that's unique. You don't see that in any game, and it's fun as hell. I say that I would like them to even expand upon. Because even when I was playing it, there were a few. I mean, there are a good number of skill shots for the leash, but I thought there'd be one for like leash him, kick him, leash him, kick him, leash him, kick him, like some kind of like uh, like you call you could call it like tetherball, something like that, or like more manipulation with it. Maybe you could unlock a way to actually throw stuff from side to side mm-hmm. like you see them doing in the ending where Serrano's throwing crap yeah, at you that's, and throwing you Well, that's precisely what they're going to do, Matt, with the next one. They're going to mm-hmm. have it so you can take it and whip them around, slam them up and down the whole nine. And mm-hmm. you weren't thinking. You weren't thinking, Matt, with this ending. Yeah, Grayson screwed things up. Yeah, he, he failed to do what he was trying to do. But you ain't going to be Grayson in part two. You're going to be Serrano in part two. Because Serrano just done made a killing machine with res- resurrecting Ishii as a full-on AI psychopathic robot, and mm-hmm. he ain't going to listen to Serrano. He's going to go ape shit mode. He's going to ruin everything. He's going to escape. And then he's going to want Grayson dead because his AI self's going to blame Grayson for everything, which he mm-hmm. should. And he's also going to want to murder Serrano because Serrano deserves to be murdered. So what's naturally going to happen, Matt? Serrano's going to say, Ah, oh, gee, Grayson, you know what I did, you idiot? I, I tried to resurrect your dumb friend. Now he's all crazy. you got to help me. Ah. And then you're going to be Serrano in part two. Now that he's got, he's going to have robot legs because they said his yes. legs are crushed. He's going to have all this robot abilities. You could make him... You could make him into like the guy from Vanquish, where you're sliding around, jump, leaping over things, making him even more mobile. Just oh, you could you could do all kinds of crazy. You turn stuff Grayson like that. into like a straight brute, where he's just tank like, and then you turn Serrano into your twenty foot jumper, leaper, super fast, skinny, crazy. Serrano dude. could be your main character, and Grayson could be your Ishi with this one. Mm-hmm. It's like oh man, we gotta go stop him. I don't want to work with you, but I'm gonna have to. I have to bring peace to Ishi. Yeah, I can't. Ha, ha, you right freaking idiot! Wait, look at me! Look how cool I am! Swip, slap, swip, swip, swip. Exactly. Because, you know, Ishii's not going to, he's not going to want Ishii to be remembered as a psychopathic killer robot. So he's going to help Serrano to get Ishii taken out so that way he can rest in peace or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And Serrano's going to use them to do that. And then, of course, fulfill whatever it is Serrano's trying to do, which is ultimately he's not an evil. Well, he's evil, but yeah, you know what I mean. He wants the world to have structure. He's not trying to destroy the world. He's just doing it in a an evil, bad fashion. <laughs> He's trying to be the most powerful guy and have no detractors, no enemies. No, yeah, no competition, nothing going on. But he does yeah. want structure. He's not trying. He's not out there your typical, ha-ha, I'll destroy the world. Right. He's right, not right. doing that. So there you go, Matt. Does it deserve it? Yes. Yes, it does. Because the <laughs> second one, 
Oh, with all new graphics, new abilities, an actual jump button, L3 to run. Wow. Holy you, cow. You're starting to sell me on I'm it. I'm trying, now. man. I'm, I'm trying. I think it could be fantastic. And I mm. hope, I hope that the sales, you know, justify it. However, will it get a sequel? I'm in that same boat with you. I don't want to say no because I don't know numbers. Mm. Maybe it did do fantastic. However, in today's world, I'm questionable on whether it did do fantastic or not because plus in today's world to do fantastic you have to do like bonkers fantastic yeah like you're, ridiculous good numbers exactly you're com- you're coming up against Horizon Zelda Breath of the Wild you know and you don't pull in billions in numbers and everyone's like oh that wasn't great mm. you know as Randy Pitchford has said millions of times you sell three four million copies and that's fantastic except for it's not yeah it's a, it's a failure yeah and so the number game skewed but i'm hoping that and this is what i think this is why i have hope is because people can fly took this game and remastered it you know that requires a lot of resources as we saw in the credits but it shouldn't have required nowhere near what it requires to do like a full fresh on game so i'm hoping that the numbers the projections that they had for this and the cost are of course much smaller so therefore with the sales that it does get it comes within range and becomes something that's profitable. And we all want this as Gearbox fans because then people can fly get their money, which they deserve. They did a good job. Yep, Gearbox absolutely. gets some money because they took a chance that, hey, you know, let's let's bring this cool game back and see if we can't get some interest in it and maybe spark something up. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the projections and what they thought were within range and they're successful. And if it is successful, maybe it'll get greenlit. I don't know. I hope, but it's just I'm I'm in that state of mind where you know I'm like people right now don't generally like real brash stuff. Yeah. So I'm just worried. But of course I could be completely wrong and I've seen tons of people posting how they love their their bullet storm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, hey, prove me wrong, boys and girls. Get out there, buy some bullet storm. Show them that you love them. Show them that you care. So we can have a sequel where we're Serrano jumping 20-foot buildings. I was going to say, now that we're out of spoiler territory, but we keep we keep having spoilers in okay, every other piece of the discussion. So I, I do want to say, as we jump out of spoiler territory, because I do think this is something, now that Bulletstorm's out in the wild, you can you know, pay $5 for the Duke Nukem DLC on top of it if you didn't get it for free with your pre-order question for you do you think it's worth the five bucks if you didn't get it already yes my answer is yes i'm easily going through this game a second time and enjoying it just as much as i did the first time so yes that's my answer because the dialogue is awesome it's hilarious if you like duke nukem you'll like what he's saying the whole way through and Mm. the second playthrough do it on overkill get your infinite uh your infinite ammos and experiment and actually have a ton of fun with your charges and everything else that you probably didn't do so much of in the first playthrough because you were trying to conserve to ensure you got through boss battles, etc. I think for me, I would say yes as long as you are like a super hardcore Duke Nukem fan. I think if you don't have a lot of background with Duke, like I, I kind of didn't, then it's a really iffy purchase for me. He makes a lot of references to the old Duke games and old Duke stuff in his few unique lines not few but you know what i'm saying percentage wise he doesn't have a lot of unique stuff so i think for five bucks it's a little steep 
if you're not a Duke fan. If you are one, though, I mean, it's totally easy get, just no-brainer. I mean, if you're waiting this long anyway, you're probably waiting for a discount on the game, so an extra 5 bucks on top of the 10 or 20 that you're going to save, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And as, of course, any good Gearbox fan would say, hey, you're just helping these people out, man. Mm. And if you're going to play through it a second time, why not put 5 bucks down and get a, a different experience? Because even though some of the lines are the same as Grayson's, he does say them with his own voice, which adds different character. Although one thing I did notice is that all of the sound effects, like for the kicks or for Duke, like, you know, falling over when they crash into it, this or that, mm-hmm. it's all Grayson's voice, Yeah, which I thought was weird. But I mean, I don't know, what can you do? You can't have him in there to record, record a whole game's worth of dialogue. Going through every oomph and uh, and everything. Yeah. Uh, and yarg and blah. And yeah. That was okay, because all in all, the games, you know, making, just having fun, and it all just, for me, it just all blended together into just more ridiculousness and fun, and Mm. I enjoy killing the people, and I have a good time. (laughs) Look at that. Simple as pie. Well done. Yes. So for anybody out there who didn't want spoilers, wow, was this episode short for you? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I (laughs) will... So you know we, that we like guns and we like sliding around and that Duke may or may not be worth your purchase time. That's right. And overall, the story then, was fantastic. Uh, needs yeah. you know some dialogue cleanup if it wants to ever do a sequel, in my opinion. Obviously, I you know, let people prove me wrong, but that's just how I gauge things. So well, Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our bullet storm discussion. No mailbag this week. Just uh, keep sending us your feedback as to the mailbag question we asked you last week. What would you like to see us do in Battle Planless Weeks? We've got a lot of people saying that they do want to see more uh, deep dives for Battleborn characters. I think Hunter even said for Borderlands characters. Mm-hmm. So we could do that too. Uh, just keep keep letting us know what you guys think, what you'd like to see from us. And if you'd like to do that. Or if you've got any other questions or comments or concerns, you can email them to us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Heck yeah, man. And we also got a Patreon out there, as you all know, or maybe you don't. We use it as a tip jar. If you like what you hear, go ahead, throw a buck in. Throw one buck, five bucks, ten cents, a hundred dollars. Anything helps. It just helps us keep moving, buy new equipment, buy new programs, do all the things that little podcasts like us do. And if you can't, that's fine too, because guess what? There's mailbag questions we need. There's comments that we love to hear to make us feel better about ourselves. All these wonderful things. We just ask that you be a fan, be a listener, whatever you want to be. Just, hey, even if it's good, bad, doesn't matter. Just hang out with us, because we love it. That's right. Of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 28th of April for our very next episode. You can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher. I believe we're on Podomatic for one more week. Mm -hmm. I think we we go off of Podomatic at the end of April and are moving to Podbean. So if you follow us only through Podomatic, please switch over to Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, any one of those other ones. We also upload to Google Play Music and YouTube as well. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating and a review or a comment or a love or a like or a star or a subscribe on any one of those services because we really do appreciate it. Mm -hmm. iTunes is very important, you guys. Five stars. Five stars. If you don't give us five stars, I lose a finger. So 
Just so saying. Give us like give us two stars so I can see Eric walking around with no fingers. Oh, man. No, you guys wouldn't do that. Five stars because I need five fingers. Okay. <laughs> five stars for every <laughs> finger on your hand. So so please don't give us one star. Because if you do, I'm gonna chop off every finger but my middle finger. Because that's the only one you really need. Eric, you need your thumb. That's the most important. No, middle finger. <laughs> Just everywhere I go, middle finger to everybody and everything. Because if you give me one stars, that's all anybody deserves, right? <laughs> hey, Eric, why don't you do that finishing in there? <laughs> yep. Oh, middle finger. <laughs> oh, crap. That's right. Yep. Answer to everything in life at that point. If I get one stars, it's going to be <laughs> my chopped off hand with my middle finger still there. Can't wait. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, I love it. Hey, man. I guess we should probably end it with that. Because that's ridiculous. Wrap it up. Yeah. Well, don't know about middle <laughs> fingers. I don't. I won't actually. Just, just to clarify before we go. I won't actually cut off my fingers, and I won't actually leave my middle finger up and give you a middle finger if you give us one star. So I'm not bullying you into letting me chop off my fingers so that I only have a middle finger. Okay. <laughs> not bullying you into letting me do. Just let's just that's, kill this conversation that's what I was right doing. here. I wanted it to be ridiculous. <laughs> Just go on and on and on. Come on, Matt. Drag it. Drag it. No. No, I'm done. All right, everybody. Hey, as always, don't don't forget forget to say. (laughs) Shut up and sit down.